0: Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Matthew chapter 18, beginning in verse 21. Today, uh, what we will be talking about is something that I think is beautiful. It is glorious. It is amazing, and sometimes it is hard. We're talking about forgiveness. We have been forgiven so much. We don't deserve God's love. We don't deserve His forgiveness. We don't deserve Him. We don't deserve the fact that He has made us His children when we were rebels. We shook our fists at God and we rebelled against Him. We wanted it my way. And yet, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We get forgiveness. We get forgiveness so great and free. We didn't have to do anything for it. We didn't have to earn it. And He gives it when we just believe on Him. We trust in Him. And yet, forgiveness is also something we are called to do. And sometimes that is hard. Because sometimes we have been hurt. And you might sometimes think, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been through. I can't forgive that. We need to hear Jesus' words today. We need to hear what Jesus is telling us today. Let's, uh, let's read what Jesus is saying here in uh, Matthew chapter 18, beginning in verse 21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy seven times. Other translations say seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle his accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment be made. So the servant fell on his knees imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of the servant released him and forgave him the debt. But When that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, He began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So the fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When the fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. All of your word is good. We thank you for the grace that we have received. Father, give us the kind of heart that we can forgive others that way. Because it's not something we can do apart from spiritual strength that we get from you. Father, give us, make us gracious people. Make us people who extend forgiveness and who are known for it. Father, we love you. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Give me grace as I preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. This first part, Peter came up and said to him, then Peter came up and said to him, "Lord, how often will I forgive my brother will my uh, I'm sorry, how, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him?" This is coming off the heels of what we looked at last week. Last week, we looked at church discipline. Last week we looked at when Jesus said, "If your brother sins against you." Go to him personally. Go to him and tell him his fault. And if he repents, you've gained your brother. If he doesn't, then bring someone along. And if he still doesn't repent, then bring it before the church. And if he still doesn't repent before the church, then treat him as an unbeliever. And I think maybe this question is natural for Peter. Hearing that, Because the question is then, okay, if this happens, what about the next time? What happens whenever somebody repents, but then some time goes by and they do it again? Do we just keep doing the same thing over and over again? I mean, after a while, it starts to seem like maybe it's not very genuine. And so Jesus, Peter goes to Jesus with this question. How many times do we go through this before we, we just write somebody off and say, oh, I'm sorry, no more. We can't forgive you anymore. Peter says up to seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but in the English Standard Version, it says but 77 times. Now, I looked at it in the Greek and numbers are a hard thing to translate sometimes. Um, Literally, there's one word that says 70 times and then... And it's just one word that says 70 times, and then right next to it is a word that says seven. So, is he saying 70 times seven, like what we traditionally have often heard, the way that King James translates it, or is he saying 70 times plus seven? This translation that I'm reading from says 77 times. Others say 70 70 times seven. Um... If we get hung up on that, we miss the point. Because the point is not counting out how many times and then, all right, we've reached a max. It's time we don't have to forgive this guy anymore. No. The point Jesus was making is that there is no limit. There is no limit to the forgiveness. When someone repents, when someone repents, when someone agrees that, yes, what I've done is wrong, I'm so sorry for it, I, I'm going to work every, oh, so hard to, to run away from that sin, we're not going to turn them away and push them away when they struggle. We're going to keep on helping them, picking them up, helping them continue to try to walk with Jesus. I think these words are important because so many of us struggle. So many of us struggle. The reason I had uh, Ron read the passage he did was I think Jesus was picking up on something that Lamech said. Cain was afraid that he would be He would have someone seek vengeance on him and kill him. So God gave a promise. And God promised Cain that if anybody killed him to get revenge on what he had done to Abel, then God would have vengeance on them seven times. We we see the escalation of sin as, as it goes through the generations and down to Lamech where he's bragging He's bragging to his wife. I've killed one for uh, some, one thing and I've, I've wounded a man for another. And if anybody gets vengeance on me, I'll have vengeance on them 77 times. Lamech was bragging about vengeance. And that, seemed, that is the way of the flesh. Mm-hmm. That is the way of the flesh. That is the way of the seed of the serpent. And yet Jesus is different. Jesus turns that on its head. It, he flips it over. Where Lamech was saying, "I'll have vengeance seventy-seven times," Jesus says, "Forgive seventy-seven times. Forgive, 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 forgive. When your when your brother sins against you, forgive." Jesus then turns and tells a paragraph to illustrate this concept. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about heaven. He's talking about eternal things, like, like life and death. This is what he's talking about. We, we've seen other parables here in the book of Matthew where he says the kingdom of heaven is like... He said the kingdom of heaven is like a sower who went out to sow. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a, a, a dragnet that's, that's pulled out of the water and the, and the fishermen to separate the, the, the fish. He, he's he's all, got all those different parables earlier on in the Gospels that say the kingdom of heaven is like... And now he's coming back to this parable and he's saying the kingdom of heaven is like... This king who comes to settle, settle accounts with his servants. He has two servants that he deals with. The first one, he sa- it says he owes the master 10,000 talents. Do you know how big that is? A talent would be about 20 years' wages for a laborer. 20 years' uh, wages. So if we want to figure out what that is, let's just think, how long would it take to working, how much would it be if you work for 20 years at McDonald's? And then it's 10,000 of those. I did the math, and it would come up to $5,824,000,000. That's the kind of perspective we have here. I mean, this guy owed something. He's never going to pay that off working at McDonald's. (laughs) Never. It's impossible. He owed that much, and... Since he could not pay, the master was originally going to give him what he deserved. He was going to uh, order that his, he be sold. His master ordered him to, to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and, and payment was to be made. And this servant, who, who, who owed so much, who could never pay, to, pay it back, Got on his knees and he pleaded with the king. And the king had compassion. The king had compassion, and out of pity, the master of that servant released him, and he forgave his debt. Five billion 824 million dollars forgave that debt. In our society today, we're talking about student loan forgiveness. I don't want to get political. At least in this case, the master was the one who was owed. And he was able to wipe that debt clean because that's who was owed. And how much was owed? Was never be repaid. He wiped the debt clean. That same servant we see in verse 28. The same servant, the one who had been forgiven what he could never, ever, ever repay. He went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. How much is that? A denarii is about one day's wage. He owed him a hundred of these. So under the same circumstances, working $14 an hour at McDonald's, eight hours a day for 100 days, we come up a little bit more than $11,000. Now this is not some small amount. $11,000 is still a significant amount. But in comparison, this guy had just been forgiven what he could never pay back if he worked all of his life And then some. And he comes across this other servant who owes him $11,000. And seizing him, he begins to choke him. To choke him. And he says, pay me what you owe. Pay me right now. His fellow servants. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? That's that's what the one who owed the larger amount had done before the master. He says, have mercy on me. Have patience with me. I'll pay. And yet, this one who had been forgiven an insurmountable debt refuses. He went and put him in prison where he should pay the debt. Now, this did not go unnoticed. His fellow servants saw what had taken place. And they go to the master, and the master summoned him and said, You wicked servant, I forgave you the debt because you pleaded with me, and yet, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had had mercy on you? We get the picture. In anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all of his debt. So also, my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Jesus takes forgiveness seriously. He has forgiven us. We are like that, that servant who owed the insurmountable debt. We could never repay our debt. And when we look at ourselves, sometimes we think, well, I'm not that bad. But we don't measure the badness of our sins by our comparison with other people. We measure the badness of our sins by how much it costs to pay for it. And how much did it cost to pay for it? Our sins to be forgiven cost the death of the son of God who came from heaven to earth and he suffered on a cross. He bled and died for our sins, taking our sins upon himself. That's what it costs so that we could be forgiven no matter how small our sins may be in our own eyes. Our sins are insurmountable. We could never repay. Only Jesus could. And yet, sometimes we have people who we still hold bitterness towards. Sometimes we still... Maybe people who hurt us in our past. Maybe sometimes maybe a parent maybe a sibling maybe an aunt or a cousin or who knows maybe our family member maybe a friend maybe a neighbor and we hold it what would Jesus have us do what would Jesus have us do Now, we are not saved by our works. We do not earn salvation by going around forgiving people. Instead, we naturally forgive because we have been forgiven. Sometimes it is hard. Sometimes it may take time. Sometimes it will take time in order to process everything, but eventually what Jesus will do in our hearts as we seek Him, as we follow Him, He will change our hearts and make us the kind of people who can forgive. This doesn't happen naturally. It happens supernaturally. It happens only as Jesus changes our hearts and we're able to forgive. I posted on Facebook yesterday, I think. Today's sermon, I was going to be preaching on the secret to a long marriage. I haven't talked about marriage. That's next week when Jesus talks about divorce. But I know there are circumstances I know there are circumstances where Jesus gives permission. In the verse we'll look at next week, in the verses we'll look at next week, there is permission for divorce because of the hardness of people's hearts. In the case of adultery, Paul gives permission in the case of abandonment. And I believe abuse falls under um, abandonment as well. But so many other cases... We can stay together if we just learn to forgive. If we just learn to forgive. If we just learn, I've been forgiven so much. I've been forgiven so much, I can't hold this against anyone else. This is a hard message, it's a beautiful message. We have been forgiven. We have been forgiven because of what Jesus did. It cost Him so much. He gave His life on Calvary so we could be saved. What is He calling us to do? It may take time. It may be hard. But in the end, He says, He who endures to the end will be saved. In the end, for believers, He will make us the kind of people over time who will forgive. If you can't yet do it, pray that He will continue to have His work in you until you can. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.